Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Hello. Podcast. My name is Mark. I am once again joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. Hi, Miles. Uh, I'm also joined by Jackie. Hello. Hello to the two of you. We are a trio, you can count, uh, of people that watches the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime from 2012 or 2013. I don't remember. Uh, and does podcast episodes about it. But the JoJo anime is currently, um, if we're being optimistic, on hiatus. But that's not going to stop us. That's not going to stop us from podcasting and, and forcing the world to hear us. No, uh, we owe it to our listeners. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear the old episodes, it is possible to do so. We did not delete them all. You can go to anchor.fm slash jjbpod and hear all of our uh, JoJo anime thoughts in a very weird order. We start with part four and then we go back to part one and uh, then everything's normal. We did all the OVAs, the new ones, the ones from the 2000s and 1993. So don't ask us. We really covered it all. Uh, mm-hmm. But we will not read the comic. We might re- we might read it at some point. Anyway, so we've done all that. Um, and these days what we do is we watch anime that um, people submit to us through Twitter at JJBpod. Uh, email JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com. People that sponsor us on our Patreon, which is also JJBpod. Or in this week's case, anime that one of us just went, you know what show was good? And then we watch it. And this time, we're going to be talking about Tengen Toppa Guren Lagan, or Heaven Busting, I think. Okay. Heaven Buster. You could be lying. You could be lying, and I would. We wouldn't know. I believe that's what it means. And I just want to say right off the bat that Lagan is not a reference to the Indian movie about uh, cricket, the sport. Okay. I don't know that movie. Well, Miles, have you seen Gurren Lagann before? No. Okay, neither neither had I. I had not seen it. Okay, I'm sorry. It was Heaven Piercing Gurren Lagann. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, before we get into our thoughts, we also we watched episodes one to three, uh, and I solo watched episode four because there's a very funny uh, kind of controversy about that episode, so I wanted to get context, and we'll talk about that. Um, before we do any of that discussion, however, we're going to read our emails in a little, we're going to hop in a little machine called the listener log on. <laughs> Listeners okay. log in and hop on this log on and send some Guren emails to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. This first email did we not do this one? I guess not. Wow. This has been a long week. This first email is from Brendan. It is a continuation of an email where they sent us a photo of a um, stone mask tattoo. And so this I, is a follow-up. This is a follow-up. Because we asked it, but we asked what it meant. We asked what it meant, and I wasn't 100% sure that it was not um, just one of the faces of the pillar men rather than the stone mask from part one. Mm. And this is what they said. I'll try to keep my email to the point this time around. You asked what the stone mask means to me. And it's just a good reminder to always strive to be the ultimate being. 
or just to be the best version of myself that I can. I also just love the look of it. That's fair. Yeah. I love it. I wonder if everyone that you explain that to, if they all knew what the stone mask does and what the stone mask users do, they might not all trust you. <laughs> but I think most people are just like, oh, that's cool. What's is that? What is it? <laughs> like it's from an anime. <laughs> yeah. I trust you is what I'm trying to get across. Um, I don't care if your arm turns into a squirrel that kills. Frankly, if it kills Nazis, then whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, but what about also, good Nazis? What about all the good Nazis? Um, the count still like stands Strom- at zero. Stromheim? So. Stromheim? Stromheim? Stro- they, they try to make him sympathetic. Eh, he's, a, uh, he's a convenient ally. That doesn't mean he's, <laughs> he's not good. All right. I mean, I mean, he's not, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if your enemy is like a godlike, powerful subterranean, uh, half nude model, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to need any of the help you can get. It's true. Deal with them later. Uh, I'll just say this also because it wouldn't, wouldn't be fair to the rest of you to read this, but Chad is the only one who listened from last episode to our instructions and your instructions. When I I asked if we should watch Gurren Lagann, I requested people write in an email with the subject line, hell yeah, and no body. And that's what Chad did, but he did still sign off with Mahalo Chad. Who wants to read the next email? Thanks, Chad. Uh, New comment on JoJo's Bizarre Podcast Twitch stream. Who? Oh, yeah? We got a comment on the Twitch stream? The old one I put on YouTube like two years ago. Oh. Let's not read it. Oh, it was nice. I'm going to read it. What's going on, Joe bro? Uh, It's always awesome to have people who enjoy the JoJo verse as much as I do. By the way, I really enjoy your podcast. This is from Rob, I guess. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. I replied to your comment with a bunch of praying hand emojis. Yay. Um, I'm telling you this because YouTube doesn't tell me when people reply to comments, which is probably for the best. Although YouTube is no longer the most toxic comment space. Oh, no. Now it's Twitter for sure. No. What? I feel like there's worse than Twitter. I doubt it. What, like Facebook? Uh, yeah, Facebook is worse. Because <laughs> no, Facebook has groups, so they can like go like th- throw feces at each other in special spaces. That's Twitter, true. you can just be talking and someone's like, um, you're fucking stupid That's out of true. nowhere. <laughs> But Twitter like at least gives you the power to like not see that. Yeah. What do you mean by like muting and stuff? Yeah, you can like totally turn off replies if you want, or like only see replies from people who follow you. I guess, but I think its default nature is very open ended, and yeah. Listeners, write in and let us know what you think is the most toxic uh, place of the internet. Yeah, listeners, write in. Uh, negatively so you make email the most toxic mm-hmm. way of interacting <laughs> uh, Miles do you want to read this I guess I'll this? read this next yeah email. you should yeah. do that from Wiz Khaleesi pretty good <laughs> uh, the subject line is listener feedback Hello, JJBA pod crew. I'm a new listener and found you guys when I decided to search for JoJo podcasts on a whim last month after finally finishing part five. So, I guess that means we have good SEO, huh? Good enough. 
Yep. Hell yeah. Your show is perfect. Perfect. Nice. From the random 90s slash 00s pop culture references to Mark with a K's nerdy voice actor trivia. I do the same when I watch anime with others, except dubbed because I am a basic bitch. Oof. I'm also older than dirt and in my early 30s. That's not older than dirt. Yeah, wait a minute. It's God our age. It. <laughs> so it's awesome to see anime fans around my age. I feel seen and represented. We're here for I'm you. I'm more than okay with subs and I'm a proud hashtag dub scrub as long as the voice acting and localization are both done well. The English dub for JoJo falls into that category for me and is underrated. I watched it all the way through to part five, episode 30, but the dub that's currently airing on Adult Swim was affected by the pandemic and got delayed. I ended up finishing the final nine episodes subbed. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and what you think about sub purist gatekeeping in anime. Sorry if you've answered this already. Keep up the great work. I might splurge one of these days and make you watch a shitty anime so I can get a yes. hilarious podcast episode out of it. I have some ideas, so stay tuned. Love always, your girl, Wiz Khaleesi from Toronto. Yo, shout out to Canada. How do I move there? Tell me. <laughs> P.S. Hope this email wasn't too long. P.P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling like P. Diddy. Nice. I, I was thinking when I first read this that if I were the one reading it on the pod, I would also have to sing it. <laughs> it's incredible that that lyric has buried itself into our heads. Uh... I'm glad I didn't read it because I would not have done that. I would have just read but, it straight. But do you know what it's from? Of course. Okay. <laughs> it's from Ka dollar sign ha. Ka dollar sign ha. Or Ka ha dollars. That was a very nice email. That was very nice. And I have to say that the subject line kind of spooked me because it's listener feedback, which is way more serious. Yeah. Than feedback can be positive, Mark. Yeah, this it, is good it feedback. It can be, but I still was like, oh, no. <laughs> listener feedback hey guys you should uh shut the fuck up forever and <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> response though to us i'd be like well you know i i understand you've got I a think point it's, i like it when people pay us to watch shitty anime but there's also the chance that we might not like it well that's and the thing is if they, with that gamble if they pay us to watch something shitty then everyone wins except us kind of because we just shit on it and they don't feel personally attacked and we can all hate something, but then it's a negative energy. Okay. You know? Yeah. So you could try to get us to like stuff, but then the thing is, is, is we have no problem being like, eh, it's fine. I didn't like it. They, they, they know what they're going to get with us. They know we're honest. I don't know. They know we're honest. Maybe they do. No, they do. Mark. They do now. What? What do you think? Of sub-purist gatekeeping in anime. Oh, uh, mm, I don't know. We've, we, we have indeed talked about it at points. I don't really care what people do, but I don't really watch dubs. I don't really like them. I think we've talked about this with friend of the pod. I forget her name. Kira? <laughs> yes. Kira Buckland, voice of Raimi from part four. In yeah. English. And I think what she yes. said is like... <laughs> Jackie, says, Jackie says with disdain. No, not with disdain. <laughs> Excuse me. I just want to clarify. She, yes. She's not doing any of the other dubs. She's doing the English dub of yes. Raimi. That's right. Kira Buckland. 
did not do the Japanese. She could have done it. <laughs> Why Sorry. not? There's no stopping her. It's true. It's true. What's to stop her besides the language barrier? <laughs> well, I don't it's know. Maybe true. she knows Japanese. We don't know. It's true. It's, your, your name could be George Greenberg and you're actually Japanese. You don't know. Uh, I think what she said was, it's fine. Just don't be an asshole to the people who do the dub. Oh, yeah. That's especially true. Yeah. That I would never condone. Like... If I was like, it's my preference to watch the subs, but also yell at people who put in hard work to get you some fun TV. I have a problem with anybody who tells other people how they should enjoy something. Like, fuck you. You Whoa. know? <laughs> Nobody here said they do that, Jackie. Fuck no, but people you. people do that. I, th- I think that's what this listener is referring to when they talk about um, sub purists or whatever like people who are like you gotta watch it in the original uh language yeah because what it's better whatever whatever and you know i don't know i think let people do whatever they want and don't shame them for it just to throw a twist in there i will say that i would understand a dub versus sub argument if it was a live action movie and you're like losing the um like live action performers emotion and performance because yeah. their like mouth isn't synced to the other language that they're supposedly saying but mm-hmm. with a cartoon like they they're good they're really good at making it seem like yes misty from pokemon is not a japanese girl mm-hmm. she's anything i think that she's from kanto i think that mm. she's cantonese oh <laughs> uh, stop it i think Go dub to hell. versus sub it could be a an, the, i think the only time that that's a worthy argument is when you are trying to watch something with someone and you're at opposite ends of that. You know, like if you're watching it with somebody and you prefer dub and they prefer sub, like who wins, you know, like Mm. if you're going to watch it together, I think, I think like the dub should just win at that point. I mean, people should compromise, but I think like, just watch the dub, just watch the dub. Mm. I will say, despite not being a gatekeeper, I might leave the room. If you were to put what? It on a, oh, no, I'm just kidding. I would I would prefer it the other way. Because that's definitely happened to that's how I watched uh so the uh, Dark on Netflix, which is not an anime. It'd be cool if it was. I feel like I would like I they should do an anime version of Dark. But anyway, mm. I really like that show. Um the first time I saw it, I saw it with my best friend, and it's a it's a German language show. It's a it's a live action show. And she didn't want to watch it like with subtitles because she was like, I don't want to read. I just want to like watch the act. And she prefers dubs. And I like watching things in the original language. But I was like, it's fine. Like as long as the voice acting is good. And the voice acting was really good. So I watched the first season in English. Um, Then later, uh, Mark and I watched it in the original German and we saw the whole thing. And at some point through it, I, I was like, let me see what the Spanish dub is like. So I'm also, so I started the Spanish dub. I haven't finished it, but um, the voice acting is really good in Spanish too. So it's just a, it's, and I don't know, it's just a different way of experiencing it. But I think as long as like the acting is good, like you're going to get a similar experience. Um, like usually with, dubs like they try to get an actor who has a similar voice or who can kind of match the same tone as the original so you you don't really lose that much i think if the dub is good um and i think that also is the same for anime yeah you know that's true if they can properly emote i have to wonder 
if you like to sort of point out trivia of like these people did this voice and this voice, I kind of feel like the non-Japanese voice industries are probably smaller. Yeah. I think we've talked about that for too. sure. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, look, it's insert voice actor name here. I can't think of anybody. I think I Kira mean, Buckland. It's, it's, yeah, it's here again. Let's you should, if you're interested in talking about voice acting, I think probably just listen to the episode that we did where our guest was Kira. I think we had, we have two episodes with her or is it one? I don't know. Just the one. We have the one. Okay. Well, yeah. Watch that episode. Listen to that episode. I feel like, yeah, we could, we cover the topic a little bit there too. Yeah. A little bit. Thank you for writing. Let us move on to our last email. This is from Martin. Uh, the subject line is today's number is five. Hi, yo. I hope you're doing well. Uh, been catching up Twitch pod. Been catching up to the Twitch pod. I can't what? read. Hope you're doing well. Been catching up with the pod oh. after not feeling Gucci. I've... Uh, been trying to keep calm and right now I've been in a big self-improvement phase. I've let myself get a bit too much, uh, go a little bit too much than I would have liked. I've let myself go. Okay. I've, I'm really happy you've enjoyed, uh, Hina Matsuri. It's been one of my favorite comedy animes, but it's taken me so long to finish it. Not the show's fault. Um, it was the last anime I saw last year before I didn't watch any more until summer this year with Dorohedoro. I actually finished the show right after I listened to the pod episode. It's such a good show and the show feels really human more than other slice of life shows. I think the late later episodes hit really good. What is this? A-I-T-T-A. What does that mean? Aita. Aita. I just figure you say it that way. What does that mean? Ouchie. It's like a mixture of, oh. yeah. I think it's, yeah. It's maybe. a reference uh, but to now I'm, But now I'm in an anime mood, so I decided to rewatch Stardust Crusaders. I feel like the only good thing that has happened is David Lynch's weather report. The director started doing daily videos on his YouTube channel where he would just talk about the weather in LA. It's very simple, but it has gathered a small cult following. Last month, he also started a daily number series where he has a jar with ping pong balls from one to 10. And from the beginning, everyone and from the beginning, everyone has been hoping for a seven to get picked. Everyone has been hoping, no begging for that magical number to appear, but it wasn't until the 40th day that we finally got the number seven. It was truly amazing. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I feel like there is an imposter among us. Dun, dun, dun. I actually was just playing that before we started recording. Uh, among playing Us what? is the name of the game. Oh. Uh, among Us. And... Uh, I forgot. I was like, oh, I'm going to play with a bunch of people that I know and feel like aren't judgmental or whatever. And then I was the imposter right away. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm still nervous. I hate this so much. Mm. If you didn't know, Among Us is a social deduction game where you do stuff, but someone is not who you think they are. And you get on the mic and you argue about who is suspicious and whatever. And they have to blend in during the gameplay, but then also murder people when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, it gets real nervous, but it's a thing. It's a cultural phenomenon you two should be aware of. I have no interest in playing. I don't like those kinds of games. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Well, okay. No, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. You don't have to. Um, Dave, I've heard of the David Lynch's weather report. Have you seen it, Mark? 
I've no, I've heard about it too. Yeah, I've heard about I think I watched one of them. I forget who showed it to me. Mm. Um, that's cool. All right, we have another email from Chad. Mark, do you want to take that one? Sure. Aloha, JJB. Oh, wait, the subject line is drilling on heaven's door. I had to read that. Aloha, JJB pod. A couple of quick things before we move off of Hinamatsuri. Yasan, the old guy that showed Anzu the ropes of being homeless, was voiced by the same actor that voiced Nunzio Pericolo, uh, the guy who promotes Bucerari de Capo and gives them Trish to take care of from part five. Okay, it's another old man. The term that Mark couldn't remember is kohai, which is the opposite of senpai. Yeah, thank you, Chad. I looked that up later. I think I said kotai, which could be the word for answer. So I fucked up. My weird subject line last week was referencing that the term Hinamatsuri, which literally means doll festival, is the Japanese name for Girl's Day, which falls annually on March 3rd. Oh. Okay, now I love Gurren Lagann. It's not a perfect show, but it's a damned fine one. I cried a bunch of times when I first watched it in equal parts from heartbreak and an overwhelming sense of camaraderie. A lot of what would become Trigger's production style is visible in this series, like over-the-top action, weird design choices that end up working, the head-slash-face mecha, and circumventing, and circumventing at least a trope or two as well. Also, this is interesting, this show is pretty good dubbed, which makes it perfect to have on in the background once you've watched it through once. I hope anyone that watched it for the first time this week enjoyed it. Since it's almost October when I'm writing this, if you had to dress up as a stand for a JoJo Halloween party, which one would you choose? Mahalo, Chad. P.S. If anyone is looking for a new ongoing horror manga, I highly recommend Chainsaw Man. You can read it officially in English for free online via the Shueisha Manga Woof. Mark, what are you doing? You're losing your weave status. Via the Shueisha Manga Plus website. It's supposed to be getting an anime adaptation too, so maybe someone will recommend it for the podcast. <sighs> that was close. Uh, what stand would you dress up as? Uh, for Halloween, me, I would dress up as strength. Uh, just be a big boat. Mm. <laughs> just a big oil tanker, whatever. And then uh, I'd also get like melty and fall apart. I think that's cool. And then Jackie, you could dress up as the ape, the orangutan. <laughs> no, I'm oh not going to do that. Couples, it's a that. perfect couples costume. And then you just you just stand on me while I wall walk around. Okay. Oh my god, that's so. Yeah. Cute. Are you gonna like just like I just piggyback on you? Yeah, <laughs> and, but both of us are sweaty because I am carrying you, and you'd be wearing a gorilla costume under a nautical outfit. I could be Death Thirteen. I feel like that would be an easy costume. Death Thirteen is cool. How do you make it look like you have no legs, no body? You just like <laughs> skate. Um, I just float. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't take that option into consideration. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm I'm actually just pogo sticking around or something. Oh. I'm on stilts. Okay. <laughs> you add the Chinese hopping vampire flair to it. Yeah. Miles, what stand would you be? Um, I would be uh, Koichi's echoes as an egg. You'd be the egg. <laughs> you just roll around. That's almost a Hinamatsuri cosplay. If we cut a hole for your face, then oh, you'd yeah. be like one of the girls that teleported. I would have to be nude in there, though. I would have to be. I, no, I don't. I think you could just keep no, your clothes I would, on. I would, I would have to be. All right. Well, I appreciate your commitment. Uh, on this note, I would like to solicit suggestions from our listenership. What 
should my baby be for Halloween? Thank Aww. you. Yeah, like part of me says... Uh, She's a good jar with Joe Star. Yeah, make your baby invisible. No, you just put little, little glasses uh-huh. on her. Ooh, I mean, on him, sorry. And to him, take a picture for the pod. Sorry, I'm still thinking, I'm just thinking of she's. Yeah, we want you to put <laughs> lipstick on your baby. <laughs> See if he's fine with it and then, you know. Uh, he's fine with anything. He's a baby. He doesn't he know. He's not aware. He, he looked at us. All right, listeners, write in and let us know what Miles's baby should be. Hmm. Yeah, that is good. I mean, the egg is easy, but. Ooh. No one else would. Miles, does it have to be a costume? It doesn't have to be a JoJo costume, right? So, no, I mean, we just went there, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah, Baby's I guess it doesn't have to be. But based on the interests of the people listening to this podcast, I'm guessing. It's going to we'll be some, some kind of anime thing. Hmm. All right. Again, if you want to write in to us, you can do that by writing to JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. You have my permission. One last thing before we get out of Listener Lagoon. Although that makes me want to say Listener Lagoon, which is also pretty cool sounding. Uh, we have yeah. a Patreon because we need and appreciate your support. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, memberships start at $1 a month. It's cool to do that. Everyone's doing it now. You can uh, be a Patreon for $3 a month, which doesn't get you any further benefits. Uh, but... I will verbally confirm our undying gratitude. So thank you to Caden, Nick, Celeste, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Martin, Michael, Kevin, and Chad. You make this show possible. Uh, You can also step up to the $20 tier, uh, which can just be a one-time thing, and we will watch an anime of your choosing, either three, maybe sometimes four episodes of a TV show, or a movie if it's good. It's got to be like critically acclaimed shit. Or really terrible and funny. One of those <laughs> two. I don't know. Just if you give us money, you can just suggest something. We'll see. We'll work it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Should we take a break and then we'll come back to talk about... Goran! Log on! Sure. Can you guys answer? Is that... Yes. Do we do it? Okay, again, we watched Guren Lagan this week for the pod. Uh, this is a show that uh, ran between April and September 2007. Um, it is a, I guess it was Gainax at the time. Uh, it was immediately before the foundation, as Chad said, of um, Studio Trigger, uh, who did Kill La Kill and BNA. That makes sense. Uh, oh, yeah. And they also did Promare. Or Pro, yeah, it's Promare. And it is written by what Wikipedia refers to as veteran playwright Kazuki Nakashima. Um, I don't really know what plays he's written, but uh, he's also written other anime stuff uh, like um, Re Cutie Honey, Gurren Lagan Kill a Kill Promare. And O eight O Rocket, um, but uh, yeah, so he's a veteran playwright who is very much in bed with Studio Trigger. Um, so you can think of this as sort of an. This did not off, feel offshoot. like a play. It did not feel like a play. No, the first episode does to me, um, but 
Uh, play with a lot of boobs. Anyway. <laughs> An action. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is... Uh, oh, that's true. It's hard to do that in a play. Um, you could put people on some kind of expensive elevator contraption in the middle yeah. with a big drill as you go up in the air. Explosions. Yeah. You could blow up people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an action anime about uh, a team or a, like underground villages of people that make their way to the surface uh, to fight these giant robots uh, that actually aren't really like your typical uh, humanoid looking robots. A lot of them are giant faces. faces. Um, so it's kind of a mecha anime, um, yeah. but it's also post-apocalyptic because it's in the future. They kind of don't know what humanity used to be like on the surface. Everything's kind of deserted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got themes of revolution and... Uh, brotherhood and uh you know boners and boobs it's mm-hmm. a lot of those two it's I, a very um i feel like masculinity and manliness is a theme oh yeah it's because it's brought up so much sure and it's yeah uh-huh it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot uh, i feel like i could just like i wouldn't want to do this but like you could probably watch all of this and write a paper about just masculinity yeah Right, like a college research paper yeah. just on masculinity. Your penis this. is a drill. And like... You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's all so much of that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, the show... It's, it's very... The show's very heterosexual too. Uh, it yeah, is. Yeah. They like beat you over the head with it. All right, it. all right. Uh, the <laughs> anyway, show went sorry. on uh, to win some awards at the Tokyo International Anime Fair and some other festivals. Uh and has received widespread critical acclaim. There was also a movie, which I'm not sure that I saw, but I did watch all of this show back in 2007 or 2000, whenever it, a little bit after it came out. Um, and yeah, we watched episodes one through three, um, and I watched episode four. Um, but yeah, the, some of these people also worked on Evangelion, which I do feel like you can feel the um, the impact of, I was going to say the second impact of... Um, <laughs> Thanks, Miles. Um, but especially in the beginning when they're like on the ship and they're like yelling orders at each other and screens are going red and stuff. And mm. obviously like inside the mecha, um, things turning on and off and, uh, you know, the confidence of the main boy being like, I can't do this. Yeah, or lack of confidence. Yeah, except in this case, in my head, a little bit of the time. No, you know what? I think it was on purpose. They definitely make... I think there's like erection sort of jokes with him not being able to like get it off the ground. Mm. I think at least in the, at least in this the whole show is just a penis metaphor. I, yeah. You could call this show <laughs> like Dick and tits, the anime and it would be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but at least in the subtitles, they say uh, things like uh, you can't get it up or something like that. Uh. It's not as like in your face as, I can't think of a another even jokier show. Um, Kill a Kill feels like it takes even further to a little bit more self-aware. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, and Kill a Kill, I think, is centering different things because it's it's it, it, the main characters are women and it is a very it's more that I think Kill a Kill is more boobs. The anime, maybe T- TNA, the anime. <laughs> TNA, yeah. TNA, the anime. Whereas this is, I, it's it's not as direct, and it's uh, just the, they're just dick metaphors, but it's not like 
present, like super present. I think you, um, oh, and by the way, you don't, now that I think about it, this actually isn't as hetero a show as you think, but anyway. Well, okay, um, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. But I think you were looking down, taking notes, but you didn't notice at one point, I don't think they're in the ships. I think it's them physically, but Simon and Kamina are standing somewhere and Kamina's ranting about like their partnership or whatever. And a fucking just volcanic explosion happens behind them. Oh, okay. Uh, which I thought was <laughs> great. And I think this is a hallmark of studio trigger is just that they're never afraid of going over the top. Uh-huh. It's like they do something and then they're like, now go over the top. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like a ridiculous explosion. I feel like kill the kill was kill the kill was also was yeah. more over the top. Oh yeah, yeah, more over the top than this was. Oh yeah, I love that one scene where it's like the sexy older guy talking to whoever kill the kills uh, main character is, and like his eye gleam gets so big it like takes up half the screen. I want to uh-huh. revisit that show. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Watching this made me want to watch more kill the kill. Um, but uh, and it's funny because they have these. I mean, I know the gleaming cross thing is like, you know, it's it's a trope in anime, but I do think about how in Evangelion, things die and then they explode into crosses. And that kind of feels like the same impulse that's just sort of like, eh, fuck it. This is too much. This is really in your face, but uh, it's great. We're just going to do it. Look, everyone, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, here it's, it's um, not quite as depressing as Evangelion. And uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff in it is p- penises. It feels uh, a, like upbeat, I yeah, think, for the most part. And it's a uh, there's a lot of um, Kamina in- being encouraging towards Simon yeah. and like just kind of like believe in yourself or believe. I like the whole like believe in the me yeah. that believes in you. But I think that's true. really sweet. And it is true because sometimes like when you, when you lack confidence, it can be helpful to just think about like, you know, somebody that you look up to or respect who fucking believes in you and thinks that you can do it. And you're like, wait a minute. If this guy's so smart and he thinks I can do it, then I'm, I must be capable of doing yeah, it. Yeah. Cause you're like, you well, know? I trust this guy's judgment. Mm-hmm. And even though I feel like, I am not representing myself accurately. Like, you know, you always have some excuse in your head if you don't have good right, confidence. Right. But you're like, well, he believes in me and he's known me for a while. Yeah. So that's the thing with the show is I'm like, did you guys just meet? Like, I know it's a small village, but you're like, I trust him with my entire life. I'm like, yeah, you guys just started talking. I don't, I, think. I don't know how, um, how Simon really earned that from Kamina, but, um, yeah, I, a similar thing has happened with with me. Like if when I start a new job or, or a new role or something, I kind of feel a way about it sometimes. Like I'm worried that like it's an imposter syndrome thing, right? Like, oh, I need to be the best and like I need to well, like prove that I'm, you know, a good hire or whatever or that the like I was worthy of that promotion or whatever. Um, but like the advice that I've gotten that has been helpful to me is like, well, did you misrepresent yourself in the interview? Like they hired you believe that they hired you. Like, did you think that the interview was fair? Like they hired you. So that should mean that you belong in this role. You know, I I, I guess I agree with that in terms of like, well, I was good enough to pass myself off. Like I was, I'm good enough to have earned this job, but I don't know if they really have an accurate judgment of me. Because well, I lie in interviews, <laughs> not yeah. like on well, facts, but I definitely I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, of course I could do that. Yeah, I'm great. Well, that's like, the criteria. Like, but I can't do it. It's a lie. Well, I think also like with at, at least with um like um interviews for for the 
jobs like my jobs that i apply to like there is a like hard skill component so you actually have to do something and like show your work um that's true yeah so like you can't lie about that really unless you cheated somehow and i don't do that so i'm like okay if i pass if i pass the test then i must be at least like whatever i i I at least am you could do that much what they expected and they hired me because of that right you could be like if i fuck up it's your fault it doesn't matter there's also right you knew what you were getting when you hired me this is what you signed on for (laughs) um there also was yeah a manga that ran between 2007 and 2013 which is 16 volumes it's extremely long i have to imagine they get into even more detail than the show the show is 27 episodes weird number uh and there's a spin-off manga as well so yeah i did not realize how deep this uh oh and there's another spin-off holy fuck but it's a four panel comic uh wait a minute and it is called tengen tapa guren lagon four panel kingdom yoko's belly button chapter okay maybe it's not that deep does guren lagon mean anything um no i I think one of the things means something but i don't know miles i don't know that took a while to to say but the short version is i don't know um okay Okay, so without, I don't know that we need to go beat by beat, but I do feel like the first episode is like almost perfect. Um, Jackie, what did you what did you think of the first episode after after we watched it or during watching it? The first episode, it was a lot for me to take in, I think, but um, it I think was a decent introduction to the characters. I like the I like the believe in the me that believes in you and that is in the first episode and I didn't realize that that would kind of be a theme throughout but yeah. it's cool that that like keeps coming back. There's there's lines in this show that they you've already heard that you've heard who the hell do you think I am mm. comes up a lot. Um, there's a few things. It it does a decent job of setting up the um, atmosphere and the uh, what's the word uh setting universe setting up the setting yeah the universe yeah um and it looked good yeah um there were a lot of boobs in the first episode there were a lot of boobs which is funny because it's just one character yeah but it's like like i feel like the her boobs are almost their own character in this i feel because you can kind of you track their movements and stuff like maybe you do i was not paying attention oh yeah no i was looking at the robots they're really cool uh-huh yeah 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 well like <laughs> they also had a bunch Wait, of butt shots of her too that more so was i think in the next episode no no, no in this one for really sure. yeah when they're it. like looking up at this stupid crocodile head you just get like two like juicy booty shots her i feel like every shot needs of her needs it's like every other shot is of both her tits and her ass in the same shot yeah <laughs> it's that like that. it's like it's one or the it's like you, you get boobs then you get both and then you get the other like and then you get ass yeah and that, that's like how yeah, her cool. shots are framed yeah 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 mm-hmm. this is the real bna boobs and ass yeah <laughs> that's that's what they should have called this uh miles how did you feel when you're watching the first episode or after it was over or whatever so i've talked before about like having world building fatigue at anime yeah. Because we've watched a million of these. And I feel like it was less for this one because there was 
it it like moved very quickly. It's very fast, yeah. And it's it and they did not introduce too much. You know what I mean? There wasn't much like standing around like, and talking certainly. Yeah, it wasn't very expository, so I was just like, okay, they live underground, stuff is above ground, there's giant robots. Okay, I get it. Also boobs. Can I tell you about my my boob notes cuz I did keep track of her boobs. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. Um Oh, I also like that he has to stick his drill in the robot. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I have a question uh, about that, but please continue. Well, first of all, well, we, okay, we can, we, I'm just going to talk about her boobs and not her. Um, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. When she, when they're like squeezing in through this like cave space, her boobs are like up against the wall and like pressed against it. And like as she moves, like her boobs are like they it feels like they specifically like created that space that tight space so that we could see that i don't know but oh yeah i mean they use any any excuse possible uh oh yeah the little buta what is that the little pig he's a pig mole he's like hiding in her cleavage and he pops up um she directly addresses it she says what's this furry thing hiding in my cleavage yeah so like "Hmm." so her boobs are also a hiding place yep they serve multiple purposes i guess well that's one of them so far um and also uh simon at one point lands on her boobs or something and then she just is okay with it and then she she just laughs it off instead of being like oh (laughs) like in real life you would be like ow fuck and and then she i don't know she sees something bad one of those mecha bad guys and then she pulls him in, into her boobs to protect him which yeah. so her boobs are a hiding place and also uh shields yeah <laughs> it's it's a, they're bomb shelters uh-huh you know what's funny too is i wrote and they seem also like annoying because they get in the way a lot yeah i i wrote down that they are noisy because whenever they're <laughs> the focus of a shot or an action they have like a big stupid drum noise like a boom uh. Okay. Whatever. They make like, that noise, uh, like you get that noise sometimes when you're playing Microsoft Hearts, but I don't know why exactly it happens. Because you clicked on the boobs, dude. Because <laughs> you were oh, the, right, right. the queen of boobs was dealt to you, and you were like, ah, yes. Mm. I forgot uh, how good the voice performance for a communist voice actor Katsuyuki Konishi is in this. I just think that he's. Uh, He's just really inspiring and really fired up. There are some lines that have like stuck with me, like when the three other uh, like nameless characters that kind of like scab on him in the beginning, when they are like, oh, we don't want to go to jail. They turn away. He just goes like, oh, Myra, where he's like, you guys. <laughs> um, and when he goes, oi, 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 he just, um, yeah, he, he's great. And he is the voice, uh, I believe. Yeah, he's the voice of Diavolo from part five of jojos who unfortunately i don't think we get to hear a lot of good diavolo in golden wind i feel like mostly we hear dopio mm. uh, yelling into a banana or pack of cigarettes or whatever <laughs> um this is an example like this show does have depth but i think that like especially in this first fight it's an example of that thing i was talking about where rather than outsmarting your opponent and i'm not saying that's better or not um it's just a different sort of thing they just beat this guy by sheer willpower Mm -hmm. 
just like emotion. It's very. What's up? Uh, I was I was just gonna. Say, it's kind of like DBZ ish. Yeah. It, re- it reminded me of that because like one there like the setting is very similar like i feel like every dragon ball z fight is just like in an, an anonymous desert canyony place easy to draw and this whole planet seems to be desert canyony that's true yeah um and yeah it's just like ah, i'm gonna tough it out and be you yeah it's just like through the power of friendship or like being pissed off at something you just overwhelm and destroy something's arm and entire body um i really love it's so funny to me how kamina no how simon in his little lagan um it's just this tiny little head it's like a very stubby character kind of but when it screams when it's like yelling it looks like i don't know it looks really strong and i just really like it Mm. i feel like i have a lot of admiration (laughs) for this thing that's clearly so much tinier than everything but it just like strikes this like heavy pose and is just yeah. a giant face so it's just yelling like it's like ah. a stubby face yeah. yeah it's great especially when you get a drill then you're like oh this is actually a problem i don't want to get drilled um uh, they don't is talk this a lot reference to the twitter account drill oh <laughs> at d-r-i-l um <laughs> no but um the show does um keep cranking up a meter labeled racism while looking to the audience for approval. <laughs> I, I butchered that, but that's a drill tweet at some point. Anyway, um, the show later uh, heavily talks about spirals and um, I don't know why they're important or how they give energy to stuff, but um, it, you definitely see some spiral imagery in, in here. And obviously it's part of the drill, the way the drills are shaped. Um, but that was strange to me that, uh, you know, I thought, oh yeah, drills are all uh, spirals are all over this show, but they don't talk about it for the first three mm-hmm. or four episodes. Um, I uh, I love the the music of this show. Um, I love the lonely sort of flute sound that plays in the more clandestine um scenes when it's kind of like late at night and they feel lonely or do, 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 despair. Do, 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 do. I guess that? that's how that was. That just do, the 20th century do, fox do, intro. Do, do, no, I was trying do, do, do. to do. Um, you were trying to do Titanic 20th century. Song. Oh, my heart will go on. <laughs> do, 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 my heart will log on. Okay. Um, uh, the intro music, the OP, uh, I love very much. I love its early 2000s uh, guitar chords that start, and um. The lead singer is actually, uh, her name, I forget her actual name, but her name is Shokotan. She did a um, TV special where she um, draws with and interviews um, Araki from JoJo because she's actually a huge JoJo fan Mm. and she's in like Jotaro cosplay the whole time, but she also is uh, a singer. I think I might have seen that. Did you yeah, show it to me? I think so. Yeah. I think you yeah. might have that She to explains me. two channel in a different video to this like older Japanese actress. Um, she's great. Yeah. And I, th- I think the theme is Sora Iro days. And uh, it's good. It gives me chills. I noticed. I was like, am I going to get chills again? I was listening to the song standalone, but yeah, I got chills. Um, Can I ask my question? Yeah. What do we think like... so? The drill is like the key, but what do we think makes the machines powerful? Like, what is powering them? Is it horniness? <laughs> um, you know, I don't remember. I, I like I shouldn't speculate, but I I don't even remember. Like, 
again, I mean, there are parallels to Eva. Like in Eva, what powers the machines is, I mean, besides like the fucking batteries and stuff, but it's like the bond <laughs> of the pilot with the spirit that they trapped in the fucking robot. Um, spoilers for in the past. And uh, in this, it seems like having self-confidence or uh, rage uh toxic masculinity powers the uh the robots and the gunmen as the enemies are called in this uh in this show um it's probably like willpower or something or manliness it's probably manliness that's what i'm saying it's manliness yeah what does that mean manliness uh, like when you I man think when you add boy poi, it's just like ishness mm. like you seem you seem masculine you seem manly Mm. Um, they use it in Tara's house all the time. Um, the reason why I don't like certainly the show is in its imagery and on its face of like declared attraction. It's hetero aside from the one uh, stereotype guy. But uh, do you? I mean, do you want me to explain why why I say that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, because the two main characters um simon and kamina have a very broy relationship but it's like uh doesn't really have a, a romantic kind of undertone and even if you thought it did they reinforce their heterosexuality with both um their relationships to the babe character um uh, yoko like there is a very like obvious and like spoken uh attraction between the male characters and her like the the two main characters and her um and she seems to have a thing for simon as well so for like kamina i think it's a little bit of maybe it's a little bit of both because i see uh. her kind of like or at least like she's okay with everyone ogling her and touching her and stuff. i think she's mommying simon oh maybe that's and, what and it is simon seems embarrassed to be around women but i don't know that he's directly attracted to yoko well that that's the vibe i was getting and then when you have the um gay character or the non-binary or the, or the non, non-binary character who's attracted to men uh, uh i mean i have a lot to say about that character but um it, it's it's like it's 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 like at least for the episode that he's introduced it feels like a lot of like kamina and simon both being uncomfortable around being hit on by a dude and all the way to the extreme like and it's like kind of to show like we're not into men or we're not into at least this creepy guy um and uh like even to the extreme of and it's played for jokey purposes but kamina threatening to kill this guy for like if he tries anything yeah which i have a lot of problems with it's over the top i don't i don't <laughs> think that at any point you're supposed to believe that kamina will really kill this guy yeah I don't, if anything it's parodying his i don't uh, think it's funny fearful reaction to it i don't think it's funny i, I mean, don't think I you guess. should i don't think you i don't should think Liron believes it either because Liron does it's, it twice in a row i don't i don't think I don't, it's not being normal. I mean, it's, it's it's like it's like not an appropriate reaction, and so I don't think it's a and like like I don't know, I don't like it. The reaction is one thing, but I would say that if anything, it is it's doing the same trope of like gay men will hit on you and uh, aggressively so, and um, 
it's annoying. Like it's not something to take seriously. I guess. But like if, if we were watching something and like a woman was hitting on a guy and the guy threatened to kill her, I think that would all like people would also see that as like a no scary it, like misogynistic it, problem the comedic tone that this this episode has and that interaction had i don't i don't think so i think it's clearly well a gag. it's like right it's supposed to be funny, i think it's but hashtag problematic though it's super problematic because of like yeah i wasn't a fan of it either jackie thank you miles um <laughs> but i was wondering if it was like like ahead of its time to even have a character like that in like 2007 who seems like he'll be uh, a major character mm-hmm. or is he always just a bad stereotype? Yeah, he doesn't like, cause he has some more serious emotional moments where he comes out and kind of explains something to Yoko or whatever. And you're like, okay, so this is not a completely flat character. And I also get the vibe. Maybe I'm just sort of inventing this, but I get the vibe that he just enjoys making people feel uncomfortable and Mm. he just enjoys sort of messing with people. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm not saying like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong here. Like there's nothing uh, that would sort of upset um, gay and non-binary people. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing that like contributes to harmful stereotypes. Um, But I I just, I don't know. I don't agree that, uh, that the, uh, the the threat of kill, I don't really know Mm. how someone would take that as like a serious um endorsement of violence it's not a i mean i don't know it's just like it's 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 that's already kind of that's been normalized like men having like violent reactions to being hit on by men like that is like people i think generally is maybe less so now but i mean over the years that i've been alive i've seen people like see that as like a normal reaction to be like oh, if a guy hits on me, I would fucking, like, I would I would beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but you he's, know? he's physically in that situation and he doesn't actually do anything. Like, he... No, he threatens. Makes a joking he threat. Threatens. Like, I don't think anybody thinks this character is about to actually kill the other character. I don't know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't I don't know if he kept hitting on him, would he Would he? The tone of the show violent? strikes you I as don't know. one character would kill another one for being hit on? Or or beat the shit out of him. Well, or I don't whatever. know. I've only watched three episodes. I don't yeah. know. Like, I mean, it like he did seem really mad about it. I guess to me, I don't know. All right. But anyway, like back to the actual topic was like we were talking about like well, well anyway to me that scene besides being problematic is also just like uh, Kamina signaling or 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 the show signaling to us that Kamina is super straight. Yeah. You know. But that's my thing is that I think that, and this is, I mean, I think Trigger, I forget if it happens in Kill a Kill as well. They like have people that are outside of like the hetero norm and that's like cool, but they also do it in a way that like they are constantly making jokes yeah, at their like, expense. The joke is that they're gay or whatever. Right. Is that like, oh yeah, like it's the thing of being like, oh look, you're uncomfortable around gay people. Like that's that's dumb in reality this character is smart and good and whatever but Mm -hmm. and it's also like yeah but you just constantly have a stereotype on screen but uh i don't know my thing is is that i think there are i don't think they're necessarily just winking at the audience in the ambiguously gay duo kind of way i do think there are fair theories that there's some kind of more than brotherly relationship between uh simon and, and kamina um, you, you think that the show is putting that in there somehow? Because I feel like the show is like going out of its way to make sure you know that they are straight. 
like in multiple ways. I think they're going out of their way. In some ways, I think that I'm open to the theory that they are making them seem ambiguous, like possibly gay, which could just be as a joke, you know, but like they're just being like, look how. But where are you seeing that? Because I just see like, like a brotherly relationship. I mean, they literally combine, you know, one guy puts his like drill into the other guy. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Like, which again, (laughs) if you guys know what I'm talking about when I talk about the ambiguously gay duo, it Uh was a cartoon that was part of Saturday Night Live. Um, They had like an animation block or whatever, Saturday TV Funhouse. And it was basically a parody on the early Batman and Robin live action TV show, in that it always kind of seemed like Robin was the younger uh, gay boyfriend of Batman. And so the ambiguously gay duo would just sort of take that dynamic, but they would have all these ridiculous physical visual metaphors. Like they flew in a big penis Mm -hmm. and there's a scene where like one of them is trying to just like jam a crystal into uh, some kind of receptacle that clearly looks like a butt Mm -hmm. and things like that. And yeah, I don't know. There's just things about their relationship that feels homoerotic. And I just, I don't think it's like a completely ironic accident. Um. That being said, I guess said, I had yes. a hard time seeing that because Simon is so small and is a child. Is he though? But maybe he's just small. Maybe yeah, and maybe yeah. I'm giving too much good faith. But I was like, I was wondering how old he was supposed to be. But then Liron does hit on him a few times, and so I was just like hoping that that meant <laughs> that he is like not that young. But yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're also just like, oh yeah, and here's another stereotype of gay people: they're mm-hmm. chicken hawks mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm. Hopefully not that. But other than that, yeah, there's certainly um, uh, a lot of traditional masculinity and traditional femininity on screen. Um, And uh, Kamina certainly makes his attraction to Yoko pretty clear. Mm -hmm. And the animators make their attraction to Yoko pretty clear. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. (laughs) Um, Uh, Another thing, can we just talk about Yoko for one sec? Why is... Does the show ever explain why she uh, chooses to wear a bikini while fighting? Janky, a bikini it's a and tactical a, outfit. A bikini and a scarf. Like she's like <laughs> cold, but only on her neck. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I wish somebody would explain like how all her parts stay in where they're supposed to be. Booby in tape that, in that bikini. <laughs> Obviously, that fashion tape that uh, you know. JLo had to wear for that old green it's dress. Insane. Um, uh, it's she lot. also has like long boots on, like big white boots. It's a little bit I of think. movie magic. <laughs> movie magic. Well, Booby that's magic. Booby movie yeah. magic. Um, and she also has a sniper rifle, which means that it can go right between her boobs and stuff. Of course. And it has nothing to do with dicks at uh-huh. all. It's just an <laughs> oblong weapon. Uh huh. That happens to make sense for her. Um, but yeah, that it reminds me of Quiet from Metal Gear Solid Five who was also a sniper lady who was just like almost entirely naked the whole time. Mm -hmm. But I think they did include like a universe in universe reason for why that was. Yeah. I think they did. But I think there may have been an extra level of irony sort of like, we know this is dumb, but here's a reason. (laughs) I'm like, fuck it. Just in case you want to believe this makes sense. Here you go. I appreciate acknowledging it at least. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's because it seems like, a weird choice to make given everything else, you know? Yeah. Um, I also noticed that in the first episode, there's a lot of uh, chaos jazz 
just whenever something like frantic was happening, they just have this jazz track they play mm. that I think is just sort of a, a shortcut to show the the franticness, sort of unsure, unsuredness of what was about to happen. Look, man, it's the only free music there is, okay? Jazz? Oh, you mean like free, like it, it's free from uh, the shackles of uh, written music and stuff? That's right, baby. Okay. <laughs> um, episode two is when they're like on the surface and we see that the gunmen pilots are these beast men who... Uh, Wait, there's one other thing that annoyed me about the first episode. What's that? When they were exposed to the light for the first time, I was bothered that they didn't all go like, ah, it's bright. Mm. Ah. Interesting. <laughs> I guess they it would take away from the emotion like, of that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted them to react like they were like sleeping and somebody turned on the light and they were like, oh, dad. Why, why have they never gone up to the surface? Is that explained? Um. They're just like not allowed up there. They live in this village and they're oh, told okay. like there is no surface. They like this underground village is all there is. Like they have no concept that they're underground, quote unquote. Okay. They just live in a place. Is that like um, the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Is the it what? village? I think it is. Yeah. It's a little bit like the village. Like That was a movie I liked before the twist. Okay, cool. And then the twist happened and I was like, I don't want to watch this shit. What a twist. But we were in the theater. Um... So I found out Guren uh, could mean Crimson Lotus. I guess maybe somewhere in the manga that was explained. And the little face na- being named Lagan could mean uh, enveloping face, which whatever. I thought it looked like Olmec when he first found it underground and showed them. It just made me think of Legends of the Hidden Temple, like it was about to ask some trivia questions. But that didn't come to pass. Um, Yet... Yeah, I forget who Liron's voice actor is as well. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is this is I know this is sort of like a meta way of looking at it, but it is sort of weird that Liron's voice actor also is Alessi from JoJo. Mm. Um, Which one was? Oh, Alessi, who's a pedophile, right? Yep. Yeah, a murderous pedophile. Cool. But who among us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that, but I just wanted to say uh, who among us, and I'm gonna see how you guys react. Who among us? Who among it's a us good tactic to find people out. It isn't a murdering pedophile. Um, the voice of Buta the pig. Is this a QAnon pig podcast Is uh, Tomoko, Josuke's mom, in part four. Did you guys... Oh, that's episode four. Okay, that doesn't matter. Um, yeah. There's four characters in episode four who are all like light-skinned characters. They're all wearing black clothes, but they're known as the Black Siblings. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Just take that info as you will. But some of those voice actors voice Jojo characters, but we did not technically watch episode four. So you'll never know listener. Um, although I'm finding this out from this website, someone made that I forgot about called avac.moe. And you just put in two different shows and hit compare. And it shows you the matchups between um, like voice actors that sh- that share a actor, Vo- uh, shows that share a voice actor. Although they didn't have Diablo on there, maybe they were hiding something. Um, yeah, episode two, they're on the surface. They find out that the gunmen pilots are beastmen, who are these 
sort of doofuses that they look like they're in gorilla costumes almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their butts are exposed. Um, the communist steals a gunman because the show does not, it does not have a scientific approach and he's just like, I'm going to hijack that thing. And he just, <laughs> he just does. And, um, I think they put sunglasses on the robot. Like it, it was like a really delayed reaction on my part, but I was looking at it and I'm like, it has sunglasses. They and did. The, and then I was like, did I see them like using cranes to lift a giant pair of sunglasses <laughs> that match communists? No, um, I think they just appear. Oh, okay. I could have sworn I saw footage of them being lowered or something, but maybe it was the whole robot. Um, it makes them all look like people on Twitter who are like, uh, if he hadn't resisted. What? Like all, <laughs> all like the MAGA people on Twitter wear those like wraparound shades. Oh, 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 yeah, like the Oakley uh, ones with like the band behind them or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. I thought you meant these are like, a little different, I guess. I thought you were referring to like the little skull, be like the Punisher skull with the blue line running through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. This, again, just the idea of like the science doesn't matter. It's just about willpower and friendship when is like i'm gonna steal that robot and they're like well you don't know how to pilot it and he's like well how'd you know how to pilot this thing he's like i just grabbed the sticks and it just came to me he's like i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. and it was like i'll never have that level of confidence <laughs> never he's a wild card it's like um, Kamina. you know when you figure out jerking off if you just grab it uh figure it out oh that's what the show's about <laughs> i i had to i had to study and read on on how to do that it did not come naturally to me you went to the library yeah you should have seen all the weird grips i was trying you laugh but i feel like this is probably true for women oh <laughs> uh, maybe i am truly sorry for your lots um I, one thing i like about kamina is even though he is this loud guy who's like way too confident and rarely like wrong about it like things work out uh simon saves him at the right time or whatever that we do see some weakness of him you know that really weird coincidence or it might not be a coincidence that his dad's body is found like right outside where they were which maybe means that his dad was like all right come find me when you're ready i'm gonna stay on the surface and fight and then he just i guess immediately gets squashed or something um and, and I you see that. Kamina. I, I was I was thinking it was going to be like a thing where he was looking for his dad the whole series, uh, and he found him immediately. Yeah, because it's it's sad too because you wonder like no one voices this, but I do kind of wonder. I'm like, was anyone like, oh man, your dad like kind of sucked. Like <laughs> you made him sound like he was really cool, but he just like turned around and left you, and then just bleh, got stepped on but it is it is a nice humanizing aspect of his character yeah that he's very sad he has dad problems yeah um yes um do you think uh, that his daddy issues are why he wants to um be a big bro to simon i think that checks out I think, I think it makes sense. And he, he knows what happened to Simon's parents. Like wanting to have a family connection kind of thing. Wanting to have a family connection and also give that mentor role to yeah. Simon because he doesn't mm-hmm. have parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really a, a really cool moment too when they do finally shoot out of the underground and they're in the little um, topless um, log on looking around 
and they're just sort of floating there for a second before they fall. But that was episode one. We're past that. Um, I also like in episode two when they do the accidental like boomerang technique when Logon flies through the two green guys. I just think it's funny that they just blow up like they're laughing at Kamina and then a, just this little tiny angry skull drill flies through them and they just explode. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's Weird just sort of funny that, that the bad guys are goofy idiots. Yeah. Are we to believe that Simon is just super good at drilling? Like that's his, like that's his thing. He is really good at drilling in the beginning. They make fun of, like in the beginning, they make fun of him for being a, a dig, dig boy. A dig boy. <laughs> I think they call him a digger. I think they call him dig dug. <laughs> Um, but he's getting bullied about Well, his it. boss is like, how come you guys can't drill like Simon? Yeah. Uh, and he's just, but like, it's weird that the skills for hand drilling would translate to a robot that has drills. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like how his drill actually goes into the cockpit of Kamina's robot. So the drill is just next to Kamina and he has yeah. to kind of tilt his head as the drill comes past. <laughs> I like the fusion of them together. I think that's cute. Yeah, it's cool, and I love how, uh, again, in the spirit of things just happening, uh, when they merge, um, Logon, like, their colors just match. Like, Logon, I think, was a different color when he, like, landed on him, but then he gets straightened out. And it's a very funny scene when they first combine, because they're just standing there like nothing's happening. Mikamina puts his hand on his head to straighten it out and is like, there, now we have two faces. (laughs) Um, Shit just works out. Yeah, it's just like, that's ah, it's fine. Um, yeah, the color just matches and they have that same... And and it's another example of them cannibalizing parts from uh, something else. Because I guess like in this sort of scarcity world where you just have to gather scrap stuff, it's like, oh yeah, I just stole this robot. Now we're combining the two. Oh, and also I stole your extra head from that... Uh, did you guys pick up that the bad guy Viral or Viral is a beast man? Yeah, but he looks very human. Uh, he's totally different, right? He's the like skinny blonde guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah, he looks totally different. He wears like a frilly stupid collar. He's extremely light skinned. His teeth are all triangles. Um, I noticed. And uh I, I love his fighting animation when he's in his Enki or whatever that thing is called. Some of the kick poses and stuff he strikes look like Muay Thai. Um, uh, I think he, he's cool and I, I like the uh, the fights they have. You want to be like him? I do want to be like him. Anyway. Did you feel sad when they were hunting for animals and all the animals were cute? Oh, I, I thought all the animals were stupid. They were so weird. There was like a watermelon hippo or whatever. Yeah. They were weird. I thought it was great how stupid they were. It really felt like the designers were like, let's just make dumb animals that are just like multiple like th- stereotypical animals stuck together. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I thought they were cute. Uh, I think they're dumb. I, I, I liked it. I, I thought that was part of the idea, too, is that like that like water balloon hippo is just sitting there with a one single face and then an arrow hits it and it just falls over. <laughs> Um, shit. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, oh, I forgot to point out though, if, if Viral's voice actor, his sort of raspy voice reminds you of anything, uh, he plays Link in a lot of the Legend of Zelda games. Um, 
So if you remember him yelling while slashing stuff in Ocarina of Time, that's the same guy. Tear? Yeah. Falling off a ladder going, I did. He's also Joe Higashi in King of Fighters, but I know that's more niche over here in the West. Regardless. Cool. Let us move on. Oh, can you explain to me? So um, Kamina keeps talking about Gurren, and Gurren is a place for manly souls and something about, it seems like it's a manly cool club that he invented. Yep. Is that what it is? It's just like it's a treehouse club that he made up, yeah. Okay. Are, it may have had to do with his dad in the past or something. I don't know, but mm. I think he just invented a club and was like, it's all the cool guys. <laughs> and that's also part of why it's sort of like, I, I feel like it's making fun of him and that idea that he just talks about being a man the whole time. And it's like, come on, this is a, this is a lot. Mm. You're being stupid. So I have a question. It does uh, Yoko or um, Lauren, Ron? Liron. Liron. Do either of them ever get to be a part of his of of communist cool club? I don't. We see what happens Man, with that. Doesn't club. he? Does he not talk about that in these episodes? I don't know. Oh, well, Maybe. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. All right, you can tell me later. All right, but, but I I would like this show more. I this show is. I'll just say it. It's not my. It's not my genre. So mm-hmm. like. They pretty much, unless it was doing something really unique or something that really resonated with me, I probably was not, it wouldn't be my cup of tea, you know, like, hmm. um, and it didn't, it didn't do any of that. Like, cause I, I like if it had a, like some kind of like deeper emotional thing that resonated with me, I might want to keep watching it, but it's not my genre. It's a lot of action that I don't care about. Um, and uh, the themes of like masculinity and manliness don't resonate with me and make me feel a little bit like I, like I wouldn't be accepted by these people. So by, yeah. by like the leaders. So um, yeah, I don't really, I'm not, I it's, it's not that I didn't like it. It just, it's not my thing, I guess it's not for me, mm. but uh, why did I bring that up? I think that I would, I would, maybe feel better about this show if i knew that like you know it it was inclusive like his like kamina was actually like inclusive of uh well, i mean he's certainly working with non that. like more feminine people mm. you know yeah well I, and they kind I, of lampoon that a little bit i think where a few times in the first episode or two, he's like, this is the manly thing to do. And Yoko's like, I am a woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I saw and, that, And, yeah. you know, she's obviously doing her part. And so he's just, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's supposed to come off as though he's a blowhard, just mm-hmm. saying all these, spouting all these things about men. And it's just like, dude, just shut up. It doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. just fight. What were you going to say, Miles? Uh, something along the same lines. I Like, yeah, I feel like they're leaving room for him to maybe like come around learn that maybe this is not the best way to go about living uh, yeah and like maybe he'll learn to accept non-manly people in his life yeah yeah i uh i yeah, hope so they, they do they yeah they join it's it's all the team Gurren. <laughs> okay yeah cool i think it's kind of already happened here he may not have officially stated it but it's just like a made-up club for a while anyway so yeah but yeah they're, Gurren they're, gang. they're, they're a team that's cool um yeah, the show, first of all, 
I guess without getting into it too much, the show gets way more complicated and has a pretty dramatic shift in the middle somewhere and it becomes mm. a very different kind of show. Mm. Um, we didn't get anywhere in there, but I did want to talk about episode four. Episode four is this sort of... I didn't see it. Yeah, I know. It's sort of this filler episode um, where they're ambushed by these people that think they're Beastmen because they're piloting these mechas, which is kind of fair. They've only seen Beastmen piloting them. Uh, and you meet them and they're called the Black Siblings, despite being light-skinned people that are just wearing black clothes. Well, in Japanese anime, this happens in Sailor Moon too. They use the word black to mean dark or evil or wicked. I know. Which is a thing. <laughs> well, in this case, they're not evil, but it's just, it, it is just weird where it's like, if you're subtitling for English speakers, like, I mean, I don't know. It's just sort of silly. I don't mean it as like an honest is critique. It, like, what are you doing? Why aren't they? I just mean it's But funny. like, is it, so like, at least in Sailor Moon, like they use English. Like they call, like, but the tra- the English translation is Wicked Lady, but the in actual Japanese, uh, they're saying Black Lady. Um, I, I don't but remember. Then, but then I, in the I'm dub, sure. they call her Wicked Lady. Um, so, but that, but it's, it's in English, like in the Japanese, they say black lady. Um, but, and, and also in the subtitles, they still call her black lady because that's what they're saying. Um, that's Sailor Moon. So I'm wondering if for this, maybe they're called like the black siblings in English or if, or maybe they're called like the word for black, which is what? Shiroi? That's white. Kuroi. Kuroi? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're, maybe, and so, like, that's Shit. the literal, the literal, uh, translation. I don't know. I went to Google Black Siblings, <laughs> and it's just showing me a bunch of, like, stock photo family portraits of okay. black people that are young and perhaps related. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I forget how they write it. I don't remember hearing them say, like, brak or anything. Yeah. But, no, I just think it's a curiosity. I'm not, you know, honestly, like, mad at the logic or curious um but uh it's it's a color and it means a lot of different things and so it's not a color black is not a color no black and white (sighs) are not colors. you're so annoying it is an absence of color and you could call it arguably a shade you said gray was in a color the other day too correct black and white and gray are not colors they are (laughs) shades white is all colors at once black is the void and gray is the shade of the two. I think it's a, I mean, I think it depends on what you're talking about. Like if I have a paintbrush, I have a bunch of colors, right? Like if I, if I, if I'm painting, I have to buy paint. The paint are all different colors. No. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I don't know. They're what different to, colors. I don't know what to call it. I wish I thought about this. You could, uh, I could say they're different tones, different shades. I think it's they're a pe- different paints. You're talking about like the scientific like way that we perceive color or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm having fun doing it. But like when regular people discuss color, we're not, we're talking about like what color we're going to paint something or like what color my notebook is. Are you saying I'm not regular? If I ask you like what color, (laughs) what color this microphone is, Mark, are you going to say it has no color? It's like, (laughs) I would say it's a black mic, but in my head, I'm like, it's not a color. That's what I do. Oh my God. You're so annoying. I don't really do this. Just so you know, I don't really care. Okay. I just think it's funny to grief you. Um, this has been pedantry pod. Uh, well, I hate it. Yeah. I mean, also like paint and light work, work differently as well. So I, it, it, yeah, if you're talking about color, I guess paint works. Cause it isn't it weird though. When you mix red and green paint, it turns brown. But if you mix red and green light, it turns yellow. Hmm. What? 
Yeah. Primary colors in paint are red, yellow, and blue, but in light, it's red, green, and blue. If you mix red and yellow in paint, you get green. So it's a secondary color. Red and yellow. Make green if you're painting. Don't they make orange? No. Red and yellow. Shit. You're right. What I'm... Who knows about colors, Mark? I know about shades. You know about colors. All right. Wait. No. Wait. Wait. Yes, if you mix blue and yellow in paint, you get green. Correct. (laughs) But... my option set for mistakes was pretty small i won't lie all right and all right and what happens mark when you mix red and blue uh you get purple good and i think you get that no matter what i think you get that in light as well but anyway um episode four the reason why i want to talk about it is because of this thing that i find very funny which is that one of i mean i guess it's technically not that funny but one of the producers of the show who I think was also a founding member of Gynax, the studio, uh, actually left because of some comments that he had about the reaction to episode four. So when episode five came out, he was like, I am leaving Gynax. Uh, I am very sorry. Basically, um, episode four has a lower quality animation. There are some sequences that look good. There are other things that look fucking terrible. And I watched it to confirm that. The facial animations are really stiff. They all kind of almost look like Johnny Bravo or Mm -hmm. something. And there are some parts that are just missing. Like a character, a villain towards the end is like, I'm, he looks like he's about to run at them, uh, but they don't animate that. You just see him like speared a second later. So the, the animation quality definitely took a dip and people on 2chan, the big, uh, you know, Japanese board that has a bunch of different sub boards and, um, Obviously, like anime fandom is talked about there. Um, There were some negative reactions to it where they, you know, rightfully pointed out like, why is this? I don't know what they said, but they made disparaging remarks. And uh, Takami Akai um, said, I don't know where, but in regards to the criticisms, he said that reading them was like, quote, Putting my face next to an anus and breathing deeply. Oh. Which I I think is just ridiculous and an insanely good burn. Um, but uh, fans <laughs> apparently were annoyed at this uh, reaction and he left the company. Uh, which is Which to me is an insane reaction or, or counter reaction. But I don't know. Japan does things a little bit differently. Um, and I think, uh, this might be some editorializing on whoever wrote this Wikipedia piece, but his friend was a guest on that uh, episode was like a guest, um, animator, Osamu Kobayashi. And so he may have been more pissed off at the reaction because it was a friend of his that, uh, was in charge of it. But, uh, I don't know what happened. I hate to tell you this, Mr. Akai, but that episode didn't look so hot. So, um, and um, there is, there but are way some... to be loyal to your friend. That's nice. Yeah, stick it out and say some poetically grotesque things about any critics of his work. Um, and it was like, the show has some censorship. Like in episode six, there's a ton of like near nudity, like very close to nudity. Um, there's a bunch of concho games, which we've talked about. I wonder about. which character it was. Uh, I think it's several. Oh. It's like almost all of them, I think. Um, and there's a bunch of concho, which is, you know, some of the younger male characters pretending to or imply that they jam their fingers in other dudes' butts. 
as some childhood kind of game. We've talked about Concho, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and so they released, you know, the censored version, but you can get the director's cuts as one of our Twitter followers suggested. Um, but we didn't watch up to six. Uh, maybe I'll do that privately. Privately. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah, I owe this show a rewatch probably because I have over over time been a big fan of this first half and then the second half I, I don't like as much, but I think that being a different person uh, more than 10 years later, I wonder if I would still feel that same way. So I got to watch this, but uh, who knows if I'll do that. I've got a podcast what to watch. What if you watch it and you still don't like it and you realize you haven't grown or changed at all in a decade? I don't know. Maybe I could take security in that. You know? Okay. I, I'm consistent and I stick to my principles. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm not a stubborn idiot who refuses to change. Uh, what did you guys... I mean, well, Jackie gave her thoughts. Miles, what did you think about the show? Uh, It's not my thing. Okay. I Like, the action was really cool. Like, it was exciting. But, like, I don't know. Something about the art didn't jive with me. Mm. I'm... I'm not super interested in what happens to these people. Oh, same. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's, that's an important uh, question, I guess, when it comes to reading something or watching something. It's like, do I give a shit? Yeah. Um, well, I am. I I do like the believe in the me that believes in you, and I like their little relationship. Uh, like their their, I don't know what to call it. Romance. They're like yeah, or or their mentor mentee kind of. They're senpai kohai. Yeah, and like he's, I mean, I don't know. I'm not super into them individually, but I like, I like, um, what's the word? I like... um, The dynamic? The dynamic. I like male friendships in general that are like that, where it's like... You know, it's like sweet and they're helping figured, each other I and stuff. I figured you would. I like that. Yeah. Um, Is that why you like me and Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. I feel like you guys are antagonistic towards each other. That was what Miles was implying. No. Yeah. yeah. We would never I was got also tie. Say... It's why It's part of why I like JoJo's. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. And the other thing, like to make another JoJo comparison, is I feel like a lot of those fights are like chess matches. Um, and this was a little simple, or it is a mm-hmm. little so far. It's like a thumb war. Like, I'm madder than you, so I'm going to win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't interest like me. Like I said, the dynamics get more complicated. There's like ideas of like alignment and loyalty and stuff. That doesn't mean it becomes like a strategic 12 dimensional chess sort of show. If you're looking for that, that doesn't really happen. But um, in terms of like social dynamics and. I don't want to say political, but uh, it gets to a bigger scale and you learn more about why things are the way they are and stuff. Um, so it's cool. It's, it's a deep series. It's not um, it's not shallow. I don't know what the fuck I was going to say. Never mind. It gets deeper. It gets deeper. Like you're drilling into something the and you're getting really deeper. far into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yep. Do the, do the uh, dick metaphors also get deeper? I don't know how much deeper they could get. And I okay. don't know what you mean by that. I don't deeper, know. like it makes you think. You're like, wow, a drill is like a dick. <laughs> that made me think. <laughs> I um, don't know. Uh, yeah, listen. 
Hello? Hearing your guys' lukewarm thoughts about the show was like putting my face next to an anus and breathing deeply. No. Okay. Um, I respect that. Uh, listeners, if you uh, have feelings about uh, the representation of, well, if you have feelings about uh, the episode show. two, <laughs> uh, the parts that we, we uh, found controversial, if you have feelings about the show. People are already writing. People are already, already like, nah. they started their draft already. Nah. They're if like, you I are, disagree with Jackie you, on this. I disagree with you I, I, on I, this. I'm probably outvoted. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you are writing while listening, make sure you stop and look it over and then erase all the parts that don't matter. Yeah. And hopefully you still have an email left after that. Um, keep it short <laughs> no i don't short, not, it doesn't have to be short, short. It just has to feel like you thought about it don't write us a diary entry we are not your diary we're gonna get no emails <laughs> we're, we just make it sound like we have high standards um but that's just to, to anybody who's sitting there already typing away because you don't know what we're gonna say next which is that this has all been a lie we didn't watch this show <laughs> we looked up wikipedia wait miles is gonna say something miles no, no. Uh, it sounded like you were going to say I was going to make the same dumb drill joke as you. Uh, <laughs> ah, nice. Okay. Yeah. So write to us, uh, Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at JJB Pod. Um, I also barely stream on our Twitch t- uh, channel, which is also JJB Pod. But the other day, I streamed Japanese Mahjong for about two and a half hours um, and, Listen, Mark, and just chatted it up with some you people. You know what you got to do with that Twitch, right? Strap myself to a rocket and stream it. No, you just got to stream yourself fixing up your house. Um, no, I'm too embarrassed about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll put some photos up of uh, what it's like after I shim these hinges because I got the shims. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to see somebody mediocre at Japanese Mahjong, go to twitch.tv slash jjbpod. And you can also harass me into continuing the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure PlayStation 3 game that I started and have not touched again. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week, which is seven days from now. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>